Hello, everybody. Welcome to This Is Not a Safe Space with uh, me, Nick Beaton, the host on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Check out NeverSleepsNetwork.com for lots of other great podcasts, and this one as well. Uh, I'm here today with a very good friend of mine, uh, Bobby Mayer. How you doing, Bobby? I'm good, Nick. How are you doing? We just talked. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, buddy. It's good to have you here. Uh, Bobby is a comic. He started here in Canada. He moved to the UK about five years ago. He's been crushing it over there. Lots of great Edinburgh shows. He's done lots of TV. Uh, fast uh, moved up the circuit over there. We'll talk about that for a minute. Uh, how are you enjoying the UK still, man? It's been really good. I guess sometimes I feel awkward when I'm home because it's like everyone here, like we're so like, no matter what's going on, you always say like, yeah, it's fine. But like to be if we're like not comedians talking and we're talking in terms of promoting Bobby Mayer, the product. Yeah. Then good. Um, I got to open for Bill Burr in August. Oh, that that's was right. Like, yeah, that's that was a- like the best shows I've ever done. Man. Yeah, it was so amazing. And also, so it was like these four shows. I did two in London, and then one in Manchester, and one in Bristol. They were like so fun and the best crowds. And there's like thousands of people there, and that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then the, this comedian goes on after you, who makes you feel like you are barely a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was the most like best thing I've done slash like most humbling and made me feel like I don't know how to do comedy at all. <laughs> how much time were you doing on the show? Well, the first night the stage manager was like, "Yeah, I do like twenty five minutes," and then I was like, "Okay," and I did twenty five minutes, and I felt like, "Wow, these people probably don't." need 25 is a lot for an opener it's really cool it's a really cool opportunity but it's also like if they paid 60 pounds or 70 pounds to go and see bill burr by minute like 15 they're like okay wrap it up (laughs) yeah yeah. it doesn't matter how funny you are you always kind of want to see the guy that you paid to see right yeah exactly so either it's also almost better i think as an opener too to do like 10 or 15 because then they get they get a snippet of you. They're not bored of you. And that's the whole point of opening for somebody, right? Is that, you know, they leave the show and go, oh, and that opener was pretty good, too. We should go check out some more of his stuff or maybe go see his show. Yeah, like when I did 25 minutes the first night, I felt like, well, these people have now seen the best of what I have. If they came and saw me, they'd be like, well, it was like what we saw, but worse. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, the, when I, then I did less time the other days. I did like 20. It was amazing. Like it was. Yeah, yeah. And Bill Burr obviously was as nice and gracious and yeah, everything. Yeah, that was must have been a cool experience, right? Yeah, because I don't, I you know, I don't know like what your perspective is on him, but he's like a guy that I look up to, obviously, right? So it's you know, I love that he can have an idea, and uh, if, if if I had an idea similar to that, I'd probably have two thoughts on it, and it would take me a minute, and then I'd move on, and he can talk about that idea for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like. Oh, and you've always been really good at that. Like, I remember early on, even, I'd have, you'd just have these bits that were like five minutes long, and you'd have all these thoughts on one idea, and I'd just have this one thought that ended with me coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, how does Nick have all these thoughts? Bobby sells himself a little short. I, yeah, but that's, well, it's, yeah, but that's like. Yeah, you, I wouldn't call you like my, a, a one-liner comedian, no. but you're, you're, it's more, like, you, you have a bit, but yeah, the bit's like normally shorter, and you, you get your points out. And then you move on to the next yeah, thing. And I really envy. And maybe part of it is where I want to go as a comedian. And part of it might just be always wanting what you're not. 
You know? Yeah, yeah. I think you sometimes like can sort of look at like the it's the grass is greener bullshit. Yeah. But it's like you look at like somebody and go, "Fuck, I wish I could just do that because that would be that looks profitable or that looks whatever yeah. whatever you're looking for." But you it's know? also that's exactly who that person is usually. It's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're here to talk about varying topics today. Is this uh, this is not a safe space? This is not a safe space. Is what the the show is called? Yeah. Am I in danger? Yes, you're very much. <laughs> In danger, obviously, yes. It's a play on words of the uh, the whole idea. I, yeah, I got it. The yeah. safe spaces that people demand in certain. Is you know, it weird areas. though? Because now, like, I get when you thought of the title. You know, you're like a quite a liberal centrist guy, like going against the like far annoying left. Yeah. But is it weird now that the alt right is coming up where they could be like, "Hey, we're not a safe space either." Do you feel I f- so I feel with that. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I'm finding the thing that the left is doing like the far left, not just the like, there's so many people that I like I'm left obviously on like just like almost every issue. I Nick just beaten against slavery. Yeah, yeah, right? Like it's <laughs> I mean that's a pretty easy uh that's a pretty yeah. easy platform to stand on. I find what the left is doing now the same way what the fucking right does in their own way. But the left, the one that bothers me is that the terms that like like safe space or uh, the thing that like people who don't agree with that philosophy that the, the left has, like so you use the term social justice warrior or you say free speech, you know, or you say these things and then you get automatically tagged in with this group of assholes. Like if I'm having an argument with somebody online or in person and it's talking about like w- someone like Milo, which we're, we'll get into in a minute. Yeah. Talking about someone like M- Milo and I go, well. I I he hope sh- by he- the end of this, I learn how to say his last name. <laughs> Yanniopoulos or something? I don't know. Uh, but if I say something like Milo, like, yeah, I think some of the things that he says are despicable. Even most of what he says is despicable, but free speech exists. And then people will go and say, like, that. the, the alt-right says free. They use that as an excuse. Yeah. And, or even, and then some people just call the alt-right Nazis and go, yeah, free speech. Just like the Nazis. Like, they, they were big proponents I of mean, free the Nazis speech. were just the most successful fascists. Yeah. Like, I think the Nazis will be offended that they're, you're letting all these oh, they amateurs... they broke the mold on fascism. They, you're, you're, <laughs> you're letting all these amateurs that don't even have, like, uniforms be called Nazis? Yeah, yeah. Like, man, they, yeah. they'd be forced to run some laps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not... It's, it, I find it's just um, it's a cop-out, right? So, yeah, I do find that, like, you can easily get branded by obviously not thoughtful people or people that are at least not thoughtful about the things that they're, they advocate yeah. for. Like, I don't have like a specific issue that I'm a big advocate for or against. I suppose uh, maybe advocate against people trying to limit free speech, stuff like that. And th- that would be my, I guess, closest thing. But ultimately, I take a topic or a th- situation as it comes and use my brain to try to decipher. And like the thing is, I like free speech is a lot of comedians main thing because we're comedians. So that's the thing that directly affects us. Mm -hmm. You know, I think most people, their biggest issue is probably just the thing that, most affects their day to day. Yeah, exactly. And and with the the idea of free speech, you know, if it's like a a, a rogue group or a, like a little movement on Twitter because they want to fire Stephen Colbert for one of his jokes, that's annoying. I don't like that at all. And I, th- but these are people that are entitled to their opinion and can be like, I don't think people should watch this show, start this campaign, whatever. Yeah. I don't like it when comedians themselves believe in limiting their own free speech because they don't realize by limiting mine now or trying to or saying I can't 
say this word or can't talk about this subject. Yeah. They're, ba- they're just the cliche slippery slope, but they are digging their own grave to eventually it comes to a point in time where something they want to say is not allowed to be said anymore. If you start doing it, where does it end? Right? Like when, like when Lena, remember when Lena Dunham, she had all these opinions and then uh, she started talking about, what was it? She, her and Amy Schumer were talking about something and she just made some casual, she made some comment and then everyone like trounced on her mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's gotta be awkward. You yeah. Know? Cause you like align yourselves with these activists, mm-hmm. but then you're in, she's a funny person, you know? Yeah. But you're a funny person and then you're like, you make a joke cause that's what she does. Yeah. And then everyone attacks her, but it's like, yeah, you can't just align yourself with these activists because they have no sense of humor. No. Like, even if I agree with the people, it's so boring. Yeah, you can agree with, uh, like, their basic principles. You don't always have to yeah. agree with their methods of trying to get their shit across. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. If you if you kind of put yourself... There are too many... I, th- these activist comedians. comedians oh coming God. up, yeah. Because, again, like, I can't talk... I'm not going to talk about the whole world, but I can talk about my... My experience with activism is these comedians who will take, like, an issue... And they make their that issue their thing. Yeah. And then they're doing their jokes. And then they try to add some deeper meaning to their jokes. Yeah. By having the issue they're pushing. And it's like, what? You're a loser. Yeah. And it's it's really bad for like your overall comedy. Just stop being a loser. Like, <laughs> Also, if you pick a really serious issue, you can't then move on to a less serious issue when you get bored of that. Yeah. You can't go from like sweatshop labor to like... I wish there was better traffic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta... I, I couldn't imagine watching, like, a full, like, 20 or even, a, God forbid, a 45-minute set of somebody who basically is just one note on what they uh, believe, you know? So, yeah, we'll talk about Milo now, because that was the thing that just had come out, and uh, he was on Bill Maher last week. Yeah, and I watched that. Yeah, I watched I, I watch or listen to it. I have the podcast that he has, like he releases out of podcast. So I listen to it every week. He, Bill Maher was honestly one of my big inspirations for getting into comedy. I used to watch Politically Incorrect in high school, and I followed his career, watch his stand-up, whatever. I, in general, like a lot of what he says. I disagree with some of what he says. I understand why people don't like him, because of either A, some of the things he says, and B, He's got a smug attitude. Um, I have a Bill Maher story. Okay. So I opened for Bill Maher in London. Really? I don't know if we talked at the... I, okay, good. I haven't told you this before, so it's fresh. I So I opened for him at the Apollo in London. Yeah. Like maybe a year and a half ago. And it's like... The Apollo is like a big venue. Yeah. So yeah. it's great. It's like 4,000 people there. It's the fucking biggest thing I've ever done at that time and still. And that was great. And then uh, I wanted to meet him afterwards. So I went up. And I like knocked on the door and the security made me wait a while. Then eventually I went in and it was just like, there's like 20 people standing there. And then me and Bill was talking to each person individually and everyone would just listen to what he was saying and then laugh along. Mm -hmm. Like it was some like weird cult thing. And then he's talking to this old lady. I'm like, who's that old lady? She looks familiar. And I look closely and it was Roseanne Barr. Oh, really? And he's just talking to Roseanne. So then I'm now I'm just everyone's sitting around listening to Roseanne and Bill Maher talk in this dressing room. Yeah. And she was just in town doing something. So she came to see Bill Maher and uh, Roseanne is like suggested like, Oh, you go to Hawaii every year, Bill. I live in Hawaii. You should come visit me. It was like eight months away from Christmas when Bill goes to Hawaii. And he just thinks about it for a second. And he's like, no, I can't make it. Like, <laughs> he did. It was like eight months away. Yeah, that's You great. could have for sure made it. Yeah, yeah. And then he um, goes, 
Yeah, uh, every, well, every Christmas I have dinner with, like, Eddie Vedder and Sean Penn, so if you want to, like, come for dinner, that'd be great. So he's now, I'm watching Bill Maher name drop yeah. to Roseanne, and it was so funny that, like, no matter what level comedians get to, we're still the same petty assholes. Yeah, that's funny. It's, I mean, look, if you can name drop Christmas dinner with Eddie Vedder and fucking but Sean look, Penn. Look, but, no yeah. matter what, Bill Maher is talking about his dinner with Eddie Vedder in April that's going to happen in December. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Vedder is not thinking about Bill Maher until December 26th. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. He's Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Uh, that's a funny story, man. Um, but so yeah, that's really cool you got to open for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have met the man, is what I want to say before but pre- preface. And mm-hmm. I just said hi to him, and that was, it was awkward. And I and watched him talk for a little while. Yeah. And yeah. I can, yeah, so I get it. I know there's so many, I know tons of people who just fucking hate him, but it's funny because I think of his like show and his comedy overall, the people, when I see them hate him, I'm like, you're just a little too far to the left. Like, even if you just like, if you're just like, I think he's too smug. Okay. I get that. But if you're just like, I just hate him. I don't like his opinions. It's like, no, you don't like like two of his opinions, but you like probably most of the other ones. He's just been, look, he's a little out of touch on a couple issues, but he's been a millionaire for like 20 years. Of yeah. course he doesn't have his finger on the pulse right, like of everything. He's a he's a white 60-year-old man who's been a millionaire since he was like, you know, he's doing all right considering those factors. Yeah, and he's, he went to like... Um I think he went to Cornell University. Like, he's an Ivy League school graduate in political yeah. science. So when people just write him off, oh, he's an idiot. Like, no, he's he's really not an idiot. He's a smart guy. He has some different opinions than you on certain subjects. But why are people angry at him now? Explain the... So the thing is, is he had Milo on and people were giving him shit for just giving him a, a platform, basically, yeah. to talk. People are like, he's a despicable piece of shit. You shouldn't give him any oxygen. You should just basically close the lid and let let the flame die out, right? I just don't... I've never really agreed with that as a as a way of dealing with somebody. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't have a... A broad opinion on it either way. Like, I don't know which way it should always go. But I know in this case, the way it worked out is they gave this this giant platform to Milo and he kind of showed himself to be an insidious loser like he is. Yeah, yeah. And then he got enough heat on him that eventually people just... Well, it's like they all had a day where they said, all right, look, this guy had to have said something where we can ruin his career right now. Yeah, yeah. And they just spent a couple hours Googling and they were like, oh, that flippant comment about pedophilia. Yeah. Well, that's not good. And then they uh, they took the man down, which I'm fine with. Yeah. And the thing is, they didn't even take him down enough. Right. Like, and that's like, I guess what I'm saying is Bill Maher having him on. It all worked out. Yeah. That guy, we won't have to hear from him much anymore. I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know hope. if that... Because uh, he's... He, the people who like Milo like Milo. The people who don't yeah. like him don't like him. So the idea of like, oh, you shouldn't give him any opportunity to speak. It's like, he's going to speak. People are going to listen. You just get... It's better to put him in a mainstream format against people who can tell him to shut the fuck up like he was told to like do. Like Larry Wilmore ruined him. Yeah, and Bill Maher told him to shut the fuck up like three or four times. Like, yeah. And, and criticized like the way he does things because he's like, look, I agree with some of what you say, which, he, you know, the whole free speech thing he agrees with. Uh, the, the thing is, okay, Bill Maher 
isn't trans. So when Milo said that thing about trans people being a, it's a mental illness, that's a horrible thing to say. Mm-hmm. And also, so if, you know, if you're a trans person and that's your fucking life, you know, yeah. that's like, I don't know what it's like to be trans. I assume it's very difficult. And he's saying that. And Bill Maher not saying anything when he said that. I can understand not why if you're a trans person, you're like, well, if you're not going to stand up for me. I'm not going to watch your show. No, yeah, that's... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So I get completely where... The, but Larry did a great job with it. Well, Larry that's, that's, took him down, man. That's what I'll say is... Uh, so that was my one uh, critique of the show was when uh, Milo said transgender people, are, it's a mental illness. He said that and then he said something along the lines of, you know, I... I uh, you know, I don't think it's bad to want to protect young girls and women from trans people, which is just a bullshit myth, obviously. Yes. And then what Bill Maher had said was, because I'm, I'm paraphrasing what Milo said, but Bill Maher basically said, well, that's not totally unreasonable. And then Larry came in and he took the reins on yeah. it. I, I feel like because I've watched so many so much bill maher i watched uh, i've seen him make jokes about the the right and their fear of yeah, this trans yeah, yeah. i know that he's not that but he probably maybe had more he wanted to add to the unreal first of all it is just unreasonable but i think he was going somewhere else with it and then larry came in and basically and bill just gave him the floor he's like well he's about to fucking shut yeah, him down yeah, here yeah. so which ends up happening but when it happens with such a controversial guest topic and then fucking your statement really not looking good. You you probably need to get in and defend yourself more and, and maybe even take the floor away from Larry. Just be like, well, if I had a show like Bill Maher's show, I'd have a show for like three episodes. I'd say the wrong thing. And then no one would give me a show anymore. <laughs> so I'm not like the fact like if it was something about Hillary Clinton, he would have started yelling. And I guess that's where trans people are coming from. Or what do you people. mean? If if Milo had just said something insulting about Hillary Clinton, Bill Maher would have started yelling at him that he was wrong. Maybe Ma- I don't know. I, he, but, he, he always yells about how well he's not like he's he was obviously a, somebody who would vote for, or voted yeah, for Hillary. That's what I mean. Though, that he supporter. would be pro Hillary. Like if Milo said something insulting to Hillary Clinton, Bill Maher would have been like, "Listen, Hillary's still the better option," or he would have yelled. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. He would have yelled about that right away. And yeah. the fact they didn't yell about the trans thing right away. Trans people were like, well, fuck you. Yeah, no. And Which I, is like that. I totally understand that uh, that sentiment from, especially from the but, but affected right. community. And maybe also. If, yeah, but maybe if it wasn't a TV show and if it was a longer conversation and someone said, Bill, what do you think of this issue? Then he would have explained himself. But sadly, he's the moderator, so that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it just leaves this weird gray area where people don't know what the guy thinks about things. Exactly. And because it was Milo was on the show, it's like it, it went more viral because of like course. because it's so controversial. So they got this. That's what they know of Bill Maher on that topic. And just as I say, I saw I've seen him make jokes against like, you know, the right's re- reaction to this kind of yeah. thing. The thing I find also about the left in these issues with when whenever it comes to like a new new issue, right? Like when it was gay marriage before and now with like. Uh, trans people and 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 being able to use the bathroom of your choice of your how you sexually identify just almost anything that happens the left is like well this is the moral right thing which I do agree with like to say you should be able to use the bathroom of your choice uh, transgender people are not mentally ill this is a choice that it takes a long time for them to make I can say all that believe all that but I can also go yeah but you can't just go 
And then it just the world changes. That's sometimes I feel like the left thinks it should just be as easy as flicking on a light switch to change the whole tone of a chaotic world. You know, there's some people out there who aren't transphobic, but don't totally understand it. Those are the people you have to educate, but they might say the wrong pronoun. They might have the wrong tone yeah. in their topic of talking about or their, in the way they talk about the topic. But that doesn't mean they're transphobic. But when you just brand somebody like that and say, these are what the people that are wrong with the world, fuck them. You never change a subject. I don't think you never change somebody's mind. Yeah, it's not the best way to change someone's mind. Although public shaming can works. I guess sometimes it can it's work. like I know what you're saying. I don't disagree with you that like there's definitely um, nuance in the middle of these of people who are just uh, don't know. But like sometimes just being like, actually, this is how it is now. You're wrong and you should feel bad about yourself. Get on our side now. Eventually, people seem to get on the right side. It's just that I don't think I don't think those people do. I I think if you say that to somebody and just say you're wrong, get on our side, that people's backs get up. Yeah, the the tone of society changes over years because people start getting you know coming of age in this like temperature where people. Wait, I disagree with myself. (laughs) Wait, I take it back. I mean, it's there's no right answer, but I think. I do. I think it is. Most people are mean. I think I like I I'm like generally quite optimistic. And I think most people are quite when they're not afraid that they're quite like uh, they don't want to hurt anyone. And if, if it's just education, like you said, yeah, people just need to be educated and it's hard to educate. Like, I'm not I'm not asking a moderate liberal who believes, you know, the thing, the right things who but is more in, in tune to try to discuss with people that they should go to some of these alt right or far right people who are just lunatics and, and you can't penetrate. They're just that's who they are now. They're yeah. 40 years old or 50 years old. They, this is who they are. You're never going to open their eyes. I'm not saying you got to convince those people. I remember. I was in a taxi once and a guy like started dropping N-bombs, just saying some racial slurs. And I like started insulting the guy quite aggressively. Mm -hmm. This is when I was like 20 years old and I like had the energy to tell everyone who I thought was wrong that they were wrong. Mm -hmm. And then other people, because what was really uncomfortable was the guy had been really nice for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then just started saying racist things. Yeah, yeah. And then I kind of told him he was a piece of shit. And then... Everyone was like, other people. Buddy, I was there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I but he was. That. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, that was such an uncomfortable. He what was, do you think is the right in that? But that is that is a that is the a bit farther the other way. Well, that's like a I I but think that it, situation is kind of in a way what we're talking. Yeah, because I think we talked about it. I remember talking about this afterwards. I I kind of remember the situation. And yeah, he he's he just started telling jokes he, that involved racial slurs. Yeah, I don't remember him dropping end. He did. Yeah, okay. he for sure did. Yeah. Okay. So it's a little foggy uh, from my perspective, but I mean, I'm not saying somebody's like saying that shit. The thing is, is that what he found out we were comedians, and then just which is like such a classic thing that ends up happening, especially those one nighters in the small towns. He just, Some, you see the guy coming up to you like, I got a joke for you, and you're just you're just tense oh, no. waiting for what's coming. And I've said to those guys directly in that situation like yeah man I, I i don't like that joke like i don't like 
I, I don't think you should tell jokes like that. Yeah. Um, I just preempt it now. If someone says I have a joke, I say, is it racist? Yeah. And then they'll say no. And I'll say, does it involve race? And if they say yes, I'm like, no, no, no. Well, yeah, and then it's probably just, racist. Get out of here. Yeah. 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 I don't know why. I guess they just some especially in those small towns the guys just they think that it's okay and they and they think that because you're a comedian I mean, you'll just, get it you know they're also racist yeah, <laughs> i mean they are racist <laughs> the or they are they, it, racism is not not on the table for them it's yeah. not like it's not like they're racist to the point it's where also they always a place where it's all white people yeah yeah so this it's like racism is like just a, it's like a boogeyman like they're afraid of a boogeyman that doesn't even exist within their life yeah it's like you should hate your dad like you should hate the thing that's in front of you that made <laughs> your life terrible not this unknown right and they and they make jokes based on stereotypes but if they actually oh, encountered yeah. like black people they wouldn't even think those things probably no. or nor act on them really like they'd be like hey how you do like they would t-. and then be with their friends they make the shitty jokes which still has to stop but i you know what i mean you're not you're not talking about the ku klux klan either right no i'm just talking about this banal that banal boring racism we probably both grew up around yeah yeah but so, this milo guy i mean harriet so harriet's uh kemsley she's my uh fiance nick Used to know her. Mm-hmm. Well, I know her. She's dead. No. <laughs> She's dead. Used to know her. She used to take the train every day to school with Milo. Yeah. You were saying that. That's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, he was just a little dweeb, carried a briefcase, and nobody liked him. And he got bullied a lot. Yeah, he got bullied. Yeah. And now he just bullies everyone else. Yeah, that's what you created this yeah. weird school I that wasn't. Harriet went to. <laughs> I assume it was a private school. Of course it was. No, yeah. her, she went to an all-girls school, and then it, he was on the train to his boys' school. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, yeah, but... What do you, so what do you think, do you just want him to go away? Like, what do you, I mean, I don't agree with what he says or like so much of what he says. I don't know if I just want those people to go away though. I mean, I prefer he's not famous because I, I want to be famous. Yeah. So like if he's taking the spot of like someone else who could be famous, it's like, well, I don't know if any, I don't think there's a finite amount of people who can be famous. It's just, you, you don't want to be his famous anyway. No, I don't, you don't want to be known as the fucking troll. I'm just saying, I think, I hate when people like with him. People like oh he's like there's this element that he's like thinks he's a funny guy. Yeah. I think that's actually what I hate most of it. He thinks he's funny. He thinks and then, he's, yeah. And then that's what that show did when he was on Bill Maher. It was like, see man, you're not funny. Yeah, yeah. You're not funny and you're wrong. Yeah. So like yeah, he, he really nothing. looked not funny on that show because he's only funny compared to politicians who are the least yes, funny people exactly. in the world. He's, that's why he thinks he's funny. He's he's funny next to like he does Trump engagements where like the person who is also on the panel is like whatever just some yeah. you know a, a, a square basically just giving yeah, it like yeah, a, yeah. so he looks like he's interesting and sassy and like you know whatever and then he gets on there Bill Maher's funnier he's Larry Wilmore's way funnier way like you know better. so it's like you Even just that guy who is the Gen the U.S. general who's not funny is funnier than him because <laughs> yeah. he's likable and yeah, he's yeah. in the army and he's black and you're like oh, I like this guy yeah and that's what I think I think it exposed uh, Milo for being kind of what he is and not funny not funny <laughs> and and uh, it's just saying you know shitty opinions with no uh, backup yeah. like, you know when you say something like trans people are mentally ill you know especially in in a forum where you can't now. You can't say okay. We're gonna we're gonna take a, a minute and Google to see studies that yeah, prove yeah, yeah. this ludicrous point you just made. Someone told me about this study. Uh, one of my friends who's trans. She told me about this study where uh, 
I don't know how. I think it's true because she told me uh, about how when there's this deep, there's these cells in your brain, in the middle of your brain somewhere where um, it's different for males or females, you know, this, this cluster of cells. And over the last, like, since the 80s, they've, uh, like, 30 trans people have donated their bodies to science after they died. And then they dissected the trans people's brains. And they went in. And uh, in this cluster of cells, every person had the cluster of cells of the gender they identified with. Yeah. So they were, <laughs> like, there was, like, physical evidence that yeah. it exists, you know? Okay. It's not just some like fleeting thought yeah yeah so the yeah the idea of just calling them mentally ill is is very uninformed <laughs> to say yeah. the least and and sh- and a shitty thing to say the guy's a loser yeah so it was great that he got exposed in that way and that's why when people like afterwards when i you know you go to social media and it's a bunch of people posting the clip or posting whatever about it and they're basically getting given bill maher shit and saying you know you you know bill maher's a piece of shit for saying what he said you never should have milo on and then the they use the term that the left loves right now is it, it helped normalize milo right they say that about people like Trump was on Fallon. That helped normalize Trump. You know, like this idea. It's like, well, you know what? He's a presidential candidate. You you have those people on your show. Like yeah, it's I mean, it's not Jimmy Fallon's fault. He still, though, I mean, look, I'm not saying he did what he should have done. He fucking did a fluff interview, but it's Jimmy Fallon. What do you expect him to all of a sudden bust out like hard news? Is, if Trump goes and does some like, you know, if Trump goes and does something really dark and awful and gets away with it. That clip of Fallon rubbing his head, Fallon's, and he's done. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you make your own choices. Yeah. So, like, you can set, like, like, Jimmy Fallon, you know, he, he's thinking half my audience likes Trump. Yeah. Probably more than half. He's a bit more conservative. He's than a bit more in the Colbert. Well, he, I mean, the Tonight Show with Leno certainly was more middle America yeah, yeah, mainstream. Yeah. I don't know with Jimmy Fallon. He's obviously doing well. They like him because he, you know, does his little fucking lip syncing or weird, <laughs> yeah, like, weird non comedy bits that he does, but. But I'm just like, he made his choices, you know, and that choice of rubbing the head. Yeah, that's a choice. But then I noticed in the last couple of weeks, Colbert is now beating him sometimes. Yeah. It's like, well, which hadn't happened in a long that's time. Yeah. More, you know, that's a moral choice to rub the head of the guy that hates Muslims and yeah. play around with them and joke with them like that. That's funny in the moment. But then I think eventually people are like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. No, it, it definitely like it, can have everything an Everything takes care of itself, you know? Yeah, it's just funny to me that like, you know, what the fuck was Fallon going to do? Like, he's not a, a journalist in any stretch of the imagination. I mean, yeah, I know. I know. But the rub of the head. Can I rub your head? I just like, I agree with you completely. Yeah. What else is he going to He's just doing what Jimmy Fallon does. But it's funny because he just, I don't think he knows. You're rubbing the head of the guy. I mean, Clinton was on, uh, Bill Clinton was on, what, Arsenio playing the saxophone, right? And they, they, there's there's a lot of people cite that as one of a very big piece of why he got elected. Really? He just came off as cool and likable, yeah. That's... I watched, I, well, there's this really cool uh, thing on Netflix. It's, I forget what it's called now, but I watched it all. There's like six episodes and it's basically these presidential, it's like uh, these campaigns. So it's like Clinton versus H.W. Bush and like, you know, whatever and they kind of dissect like what what they went through what they had to do and they brought that up as being like a very not obviously the main part and not even like you know half of it but like it was in them in the election it was a a cool thing that made him look look how cool he is and he plays the saxophone you know but i mean arsenio was off the air by the time a lot of the clinton scandals and shit hit. hillary doesn't know you see that hot sauce clip 
Hillary Clinton's on a black radio show and she's just like, oh, I heard says, I have that. hot sauce in my bag. And they're like, are you saying that? Cause you want black people to vote for you? She's like, is it working? And it yeah. was like, wow, you're no Bill Clinton. Yeah. Like that's really like, yeah, she's like just no charisma. You know, as mad as much as she would have been a better president, Hillary Clinton, like it, America's like still like re like dealing with the financial crash. And then you trying to elect a democratic candidate who looks like she works in a bank. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Everyone hates banks, and you're like, here's this nice lady and she's who looks like she in works the in bank's a bank. pocket, right? Of course, as opposed to Trump, who has this, of course, will also end up being in the bank's pocket, but at the time has this story of a man who's fought the banks. Yeah, 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 and looks like whatever, but you know, you, he's going to have to step in line with that shit anyway because it's just the way the fucking you're economy the works. Of the free world, yeah, of yeah. course, you have to go suck the bank. You can't deal with everything the way you know. He's like, I'm going to make a great deal, right? He loves to throw that one around. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. make a deal. I'm going to go to China. We're going to make a trade deal and, and then when he was the, the funniest one was when he was talking with Net, Netanyahu, Netanyahu fucking I always fuck, fuck that guy's name up that's the, why they should get rid of him just so they get Israeli, a better named guy yeah but he was talking about uh, how you know they're gonna try to like make a deal for the settlements like we're gonna make a great deal on these settlements it's, it's buddy it's not opening a casino it's it's, been it's, it's, it's a centuries time. of hatred <laughs> like, of two groups of people who really don't like each other yeah yeah I know yeah yeah Ian's a million but yeah. millenniums yeah it's great wait what were we just saying yeah we were talking about uh, I was talking about the term normalizing so and we were talking about Fallon how he's the rubbing of the hair yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. so the idea like you know the the left i find likes to throw that around normalizing uh people like oh you're if you you know if you have milo on you're normalizing which is to me it's just a buzzword it's like what is what does that mean like just because he's out there people are gonna go well i guess he's on tv so i should like him and they they can't make the opinion for themselves that they think he's a dick no i think i don't know if i agree with the normalizing thing because uh so i did a thing a few julian assange yeah. is a man who now appears to be possibly working with the Russians. Yes. I would say that comfortably. Yeah, yeah. Which is whatever. He's doing what he's doing. If I was him, I'd probably work with the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> like, fine. Of course you hate Hillary Clinton and Obama. They're trying to put you in prison. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so I did this thing a few months ago. Well, when the election was happening, where I, he, they cut off his Wi-Fi. So I read, I saw I, a clip of I that, read yeah. him the Internet through a megaphone. And what, the reason I mention this uh, is, one, because it's the most successful thing I've done. Mm-hmm. And two, because then from that, I got all these followers online on Twitter, and I get followers from each side, and some of them would love Assange and like Trump, and they were huge Trump supporters mm-hmm. and Assange supporters. And then I realized, wow, there's this network of like millions of people that really loved Julian Assange, but none of that is in the mainstream media. And in a way, that keeps their like victimhood thriving. Yeah. You know, then they feel like they're being oppressed. Yeah. And like, I don't know if that was helpful. No. So you say that like to put him, put him in the mainstream media. Just like, like let Julian Assange sure get some mainstream media interview. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think. Talking is good. Yeah, getting people out there, putting the light, the spotlight on them, and 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 uh, yeah, keeping people in the in the dark is bad because that's where bad things happen. Like if you start eliminating types of speech you don't like, you don't think people should be, you know, Holocaust deniers or anti-Semitic. So you're like, that's illegal to to say these things, right? So then. They have to Holocaust go- and I had never made any sense to me. If you hate Jews, shouldn't the Holocaust be like your greatest achievement? Well, he- <laughs> <laughs> like, shouldn't you? How is that the 
the way that these Jew hating people are it never happened. Well, shouldn't you be like it happened and it should happen again? Well, those are probably the extreme ones, but sometimes <laughs> the, like I don't understand Holocaust deniers make no sense. Holocaust deniers are like the way they come at it is they're not the ones who necessarily <laughs> necessarily. I'm sure they still hate Jews. I, I was about to say something that is definitely <laughs> Wait, not Nick, true. Pete, um, Nick, are you about to defend Holocaust? Deniers? No, I'm. What I'm going to say is the reason why they deny it is that's they they say that Jews just are saying it happened just to elevate themselves in oh, society and all that. Well, that's why they say it didn't happen. I think they hate Jews because they definitely hate Jews. I was just about racist. to say it in a way of they like definitely hate maybe Jews. they don't. Of I'm course, just saying the, the way they hate Jews, Jews. Yeah. is not a fact. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're they're. I know that's. A, I mean, that's a logic a, to their racism. I mean, that's a, a, a very funny way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like yeah, the reason why they do it is they it fuels them for being like this is why we hate Jews because they're you know (laughs) but like if you take somebody like okay you can't deny the Holocaust or you you can't be anti-Semitic you can't be this like Nazi right so you're like you put them in uh, they they end up going just underground, and when you go underground and you feel like you're being, you, you know, then you you're convince being, yourself the you're the, the victim. Ro- yeah, that's when you start, you know, fucking sh- planning shootings and doing all this shit. Like somebody zig hiling in a coffee shop doesn't physically hurt you, but a fertilizer bomb hurts you. Like so, if you push these people, like you know what? I don't want to see somebody zig hiling either. I don't want to hear somebody say that. But I can also, if I see it or somebody is saying it, I can go, "You're wrong," and I don't think you're very. Ed- educated on this subject or i can even be like fuck you you're an idiot i can take that road but if i if i can't fucking see the bomb coming man like i don't you know i, I like to know the bomb could be coming you want to know yeah i don't know i'd want someone else to get bombed and then that's how i find out yeah like yeah. i don't want to see the high uh, yeah there's gotta i don't uh, want to see it it's unsettling to watch a fucking group of like adults at some sort of rally still, or protest i don't know Zig how many Heiling. there are this the the people keep up with the rise of nazism right uh, is it 25 dudes like i have no idea and I i'm would, not yeah. saying it's not or i'm not saying it is or it's not I just feel like they're getting a lot of attention. The media is definitely focusing a lot on it, especially certain certain wings of the media that are definitely yeah. a little more to the left and showing like, look, this is, you know, this is what Trump has caused, right? He's caused this uprising, which is not untrue. Like, there have been definitely more vocal anti-Semitic and racist people that that have definitely been like, well, fuck, you know, we got the floor now. Trump's in. So they're, yeah. they're, they're going down that road. So that's definitely there. I just don't know if it's all of it, you know, if it's as much, it's not the 39% of the voting public that voted for Donald Trump or whatever it was, ended up being, they're not all zig heiling nazis they're just not and to say it is a really dangerous thing and it also doesn't get you to change their mind at all yeah somebody called I'm me a fucking nazi if you're like a miner that lost his job and you hate the clintons because yeah. you associate hillary with bill and also that lady's not saying anything that relates to you and you're like fine i'll vote for this guy that says he'll get me my job back in the mine and then people are like you're a nazi it's yeah. like, what are you talking about i just want my i just want to work in a mine again i didn't even like it yeah, like it's mining <laughs> I don't even I just want a job. <laughs> yeah. You're a Nazi. It's yeah. like I'm not a Nazi. My, my, my kid's half black. I just want to work in the mines. So again. now I'm not even gonna. <laughs> yeah. g- I'm not even gonna get the job because Trump's not even gonna give it to me. Yeah. And I'm a fucking Nazi. I'm a Nazi too. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah, the the Nazis, the alt right. I don't know. Like I hear a lot of people saying it. I see some of the stuff that's shared. 
the the thing that gets me again, I, 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 I do need to attack the right wing a little bit more on this show. But I think for me, it's very obvious. It is obvious. It, it's such a we like here's a term that is overused, but apt echo chamber echo chamber. Yeah. Because yeah. we uh, we do live in our own bubbles of the especially social media. It only shows you the people you agree with. Kind it it doesn't show you the people you really disagree with because of the algorithm. So you don't yeah. See if, you don't, the people, if you're not liking their stuff, then you, then you don't see it. Yeah. So you only see the people you agree with and then kind of disagree with. So it's hard. It's hard to find dissenting points of views. You should just get Nazis as guests, and then you'll get to be the liberal one again. Well, I had a guy on uh, who was a Trump supporter, and yeah, that was like, okay, did, now... And then I, did you feel like the most liberal person Yeah, again? I felt very liberal. Then you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, all those people I've been insulting. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you again, guys. Yeah, yeah well, that's the thing is, I guy. ultimately am with the, 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 the left on, like, almost everything. It's just there's some things, and, and, and for me, it's tactics. I've heard this a lot, too many people saying this, like, the, the Democrats need their own tea party like really is that what you want to do you a group that you made fun of for being boorish and loud and uneducated and racist and whatever you want to do a left-wing equivalent of that i think like, they just mean an effective group yeah maybe the tea that's party was mean. effective in the sense that it mobilized the right and then led to trump getting elected yeah so I think when they say that, they mean like a grass, maybe, but that's my interpretation of what you just said, right. but a grassroots liberal movement, which seems like a nice idea. But the whole, the reason why they mobilized was because they were loud and shitty. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like they, you know, they just started being, showing up, to, not like, you know, I don't know what the equivalent of a, a liberal showing up to a rally, like is the same as like a right wing person showing up with their gun, you know, like, I don't know they show up with, you know, fucking a kale smoothie or something, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, GMO free kale's. food and stuff like that. <laughs> but like, I don't know what it is. I just don't think you should. I think that you should say we need a group of people within the left. That's like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, that that that's um, uh, has no no excuses towards being liberal people. That's just like we are going to fight for what a left wing liberal value is, and we're not going to stop doing it. But I don't want them to do it in the sense the way the Tea Party did it, and and I don't want them to say, well, we have to do it that way because that's how you get noticed is by being loud and shitty. I think we're finding that that kind of exists in some ways, right? Like you'll see certain groups that have certain things they advocate f uh, uh, advocate for that it's they do it in such a fucking awful way. Like I saw there's this video that went viral of this woman. Uh, she was at like a uh, something and she asked some guy a question like she was like interviewing or whatever, but like for some little shitty, you know, whatever yeah. thing that she does. And she, she said something like she's like, what's your what's your name? And he gave like some answer that was I forget what it was, but it was like real long or something, you know, something inferring to his dick. And then the video is just her going, he just sexually assaulted me and just screaming and people being like the security like he did. And we, you know, trying to like, you're oppressing me. What's your name? You know, like screaming because he made a fucking innuendo joke about his dick that wasn't even that direct. It wasn't even like real big or something like it was it was something. And I just that's that's what I don't want to see the left go to like start latching on to. Oh, this is what we need, because look like, you know, they're loud and they're, you know, they're getting their opinions out there like their opinions are wrong and they're loud and not smart like i just don't want that yeah yeah 
uh, my, my I would say though that lady might be coming from a place of like maybe that was just her tipping point, you know? Maybe. You ever see that thing where you're in a grocery store and someone's just fucking screaming at their kid, you know? And you're like, oh, man, that's horrible. But if you saw every time that kid just coughed in that lady's face yeah, and spit in her mouth when she was just, like, yawning <laughs> and fucking just dumped shit on her yeah. and bit her tit when he was breastfeeding. <laughs> if you saw the montage of all that and you saw that lady, then saw the lady screaming at the kid, you'd say, yeah, fucking let him have it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe. That, I'm just saying... I think, so like, f- from the video, the way I watched it, and maybe it was a tipping point, but it also kind of seemed I like... I mean, within that the guy that life, she was, I'm not saying yeah, you're yeah. wrong. I'm saying, The yeah, guy that course. she was trying to interview or whatever was, like, there was some, like, some some reasons they were there. They didn't like this guy to begin okay. with. And I think it was just a... It was trying to set it up, and it ended up going viral for not the reason she wanted to. Because yeah. it wasn't like she put him in a place. It was like, oh, look at this hysterical video. person that's just screaming and not making any sense. Like, nobody who would watch it, because you can see what he says, it gets released, and it's like, you can see him say and go, that's not sexual Even assault. like, uh, the word hysterical is interesting. You know yeah. where that comes from, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, in the late 1800s or whatever, they said women were hysterical. Mm-hmm. Pretty much because they were like slaves, mm-hmm. oppressed slaves, and then they were getting angry about it. And then they decided the cure to it was just rubbing their clitorises. There's a movie about it. This doctor just came up with this idea where he was like, I figured out the cure to it. And he just uh, would go around from house to house rubbing women's clitorises. Okay. And that was how he uh, dealt with it. That's an interesting job. I know. And then uh, the guy in the movie they made about it, which isn't a very good movie, uh, he gets carpal tunnel. Oh, really? And then it leaves the invention of the vibrator. Really? They took some liberties it with the story. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he really does get carpal tunnel from the, from the clit. It gets like clit finger problems. Yeah. So let's shit on the right for a minute then. What's, uh, well, well the Nazi ones the, or the alt right that does exist, like the people that are, you know, losers. The people man. that do actually want a wall built, uh, that do want Obamacare, like, taken away. The people who don't understand. Uh, that a society like socialism and society are like similar words. <laughs> like it's the idea that you need certain socialist branches in your government to take care of people. Yeah, I like I feel conflicted because I love all the ideas like around socialism, but then I don't like paying taxes. Yeah, so it's a very hard balancing. It's like yeah, nobody how likes many paying taxes, taxes. Do I have to pay to get all the nice enough things? You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's in in America. That's what they try to do. Right? Is talk about like okay, well, we need to eliminate. Uh, the right was like the conservatives like let's get rid of these these programs so we don't have to pay these taxes for them but they don't realize that like especially a place like america how much money they spend on their military right they don't realize that that if they cut you know a hundred billion dollars off of it you know they'd be they could be able to do these you'd be able to still have the biggest military in the world and also have you know free health care and you know free or cheaper post-secondary education just stuff that would benefit you I I think it's I always think like when people it's not like government and big business wants cheap post secondary education because like being a lawyer costing like a hundred thousand dollars to be to get educated to be a lawyer well that just means that only rich people get to be lawyers yeah and it means that then it just it's a rich person job because mm-hmm. it's a good job then that makes uh you know 
then all the rich people get the fucking jobs where they control everything. Yeah. So that, like, I don't think we're going to see cheap education anytime soon. No. I would love to see, like, student loans not be fucking, like, there's just... Is that from personal... Will that personally benefit you? Well, at this point in time, I don't even know if... Uh, do you have... Do you I have student loans, but I don't think they're there anymore. <laughs> like, I think they just fucking let them go because it was like... There was, there was a fuck up. Do you hear about that a few years ago? No. Where somebody... Something happened where somebody came in and stole all the personal information of all the people who had... Uh, student loans with the government between this certain year and another certain year like it was a big really like, privacy that's breach. like and i think as soon, shit, i think man. as soon as that happened it was just like all right well these people won't have to pay back their student loans and i was within <laughs> that year because it's like because some random person has their fucking social insurance number right like you know so it's like they stole a lot of shit so i, I honestly just think it, it like at one point in time my student loans were sold to a debt collections agency then okay. the government the government said well that's not legal to do that so they had to go back to the government. <laughs> and then once it went back to the government from the leg breakers, the government wasn't like calling me at all. They just stopped calling me. So I was like, all right, well, that's it then. You know, like I'm not. That's great. You just waited it out, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would, you know, I paid back part of a student loan. Like I had like a, a provincial one and then I had the federal, federal one. The okay. federal one was bigger, but I paid off the provincial one because they were, it was through the Royal Bank and I banked with the Royal Bank. So you can't really hide from the bank. <laughs> no, you, you can't you know, hide from your they credit got line. Me. They got me pretty good. So I paid that off fine the um but the fucking uh the the federal one just kind of just they fucked up they fucked yeah, up a, long, a lot along the way and then i had one I, my i was lucky enough my dad gave me some money uh so i paid off most of my student loan, but i have five grand left so i just did two medical studies in a month oh yeah yeah i was tired and down about a liter of blood <laughs> but i didn't have anybody yeah yeah calling me anymore yeah, so you that used to was do the medical studies oh, eh? i loved them man yeah. you loved them no i hate i mean in retrospect i'm glad i did them because it let me do comedy all the time yeah you got money for them right yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was uh very you'd be in a prison for a weekend yeah i knew a couple people uh who did that and it sounded like something i was gonna try i was gonna think thinking about doing it at one point in time and i was just like i don't want to be locked into a room with weekend like <laughs> no. taking a pill to see what it does to me you know um yeah the money be great at the end but wait we're supposed to be shitting on conservatives <laughs> oh right <laughs> and that's the thing but i agree it's just hard you need the person in front of you yeah there's no collective energy between us we both agree yeah what are we gonna we can't, we can't debate yeah because uh well i mean we both agreed on a lot of the stuff we've been talking about today. This is an echo chamber for sure. Yeah. But I mean, that's what a lot of podcasts are until you can get... I'd like to... I'm trying to get some more controversial people on. So everybody fucking listening to this show right now, if, if, you, you, if you're a conservative or if you agree with Trump or if you ag agree with just uh, some right-wing ideologies... If then, you hate Nick Beaton. Yeah. If you hate him for not like personal reasons not because you, you know all, him you hate all of my political opinions you just call he'll have you on the show mm -hmm. in this bedroom we're in yeah or we can do i'm gonna try to do some things by phone calls as well so okay I, great i can get people on and that way they don't have to look me in the face yeah sometimes people don't want to they don't like confronting people when they have to look them in the face i like it we're yeah, eye to eye right fun. now yeah 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 it gets the blood going so is there a way to end the podcast uh, is that you saying you want to be done? No, I just don't know. It felt like it's come to its natural <laughs> yeah, It does. I never know. Wait, I, I don't always, know how, what, how long I we've been doing it for. I things ugly every single time. I don't know because that's thing. I don't think that's like... Yeah, we know. We've been doing it for about 45, 50 minutes, so... Uh, yeah, I usually sort of taper off around this point in time, but I also, I end every podcast ugly. I don't know I how to do it. I think we could have ended... You can still edit it at... 
if you hate Nick Beaton. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the we'll come back in on that. Hey, if, look, if you hate Nick Beaton, if you think Nick Beaton's a piece of shit, <laughs> email Nick Beaton at nope. <laughs> Go, that's not how we're gonna do it. Uh, no, find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. That's where you can find me uh, or okay. make comments on on a post. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't like a call for every nut job to just fucking come I out. Wanted every to every ex girlfriend I snub to just be like, yeah, sure, I'll talk. None to you. of your ex. They're not the X's. It's not going to be X's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, Bobby. Thanks for fucking coming. Well, thanks on for today. having me on. It's really there's nice. nothing else you wanted to talk about. We did the Milo thing. We did the fucking Bill Maher thing. Uh, we didn't really talk about his pedophilia comments directly. Oh, I think the irony in that is that he's clearly someone who is sexually abused and hasn't dealt with it. Yeah, and then that's what takes him down. Did you see his press conference? Yeah. Yeah. He, I, there was an interesting thing he said about it. And I don't know because I'm not somebody who had to experience it. So I don't know. But uh, being somebody who did experience it, saying that, like, let's not be like, be, don't treat yourself as a victim. It's not necessarily the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. Like, you need to move on. I don't know because I'm not that person. But what's your take on that perspective? Again, that's just that guy being a dick. Well, he's, just him thinking he has the moral authority to tell well, other he people does, have been sexually abused. Like, that's what he chooses to do with that moment is to say, look, if you've been sexually abused, stop going on about it. It's like, that guy, you're not coming for dinner. <laughs> that's really what I think. Like, well, that's he, just another... He does say things in a way that, like, here's how I deal with it, so this is how you should deal with it. Yeah. Or that, yeah. But I, I think that's the tone of the world and overall. It is totally the tone of the world. But it's like, well, how Milo has dealt with things has led to him being him. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. So however you're dealing with, especially when it's a personal thing. Okay, look, you personally, however you personally have dealt with the issues that led to you being who you are... I'm going to do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's also the idea of like the get over it sort of thing, right? It's it's like what we were talking about where where I think the when the liberals try to uh, say, okay, this is the new thing that's happening now. This is the tone of the, you know, whatever. This is the movement. Just deal with it. Like with, with like uh, trans people just saying, just deal with it. It's here now. Him saying like, just get over it. No, no. There's like so many building blocks in between each thing, like from the statement of, uh, from from the from the sexual assault that occurred or the rape that occurred to you getting over with it, there's a lot of time yeah. in between where you have to deal with it the way you have to I deal with like it. I feel like he probably has not dealt with whatever he's done, but I don't know, and I don't like. I wish, in terms of that specific part of that guy's life, I wish you well. I hope you find peace with whatever happened to you, man. Clearly, it wasn't good. Like, it's not like great things created that guy. No. Like, no nice life creates somebody who's that much of an asshole. Or in, and that sort of hate-filled and when snarky. He's a, when and, he's gay. Like, you're gay and you have that little empathy for other people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird to see a... a, a th that's the other aspect of it. See a gay guy be so anti-trans. Like, it's like... You're kind of really on the same team, man. Okay, like, shouldn't you I mean, be on the you same? Should really be on. Not that it's, it's like if it was not the same thing. If it was but, Amazon, right? it would be like people who hate trans people might also hate. <laughs> It'd be a picture of Milo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They also oh, hate great. you, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's weird to think like you know who. Do you, 
Do you think there's going to be like a guy like, you know, in Alabama <laughs> who's just like, you know what? I like this fag. He hates trans people. Like, yeah. you know, it's not how he's going to react to this situation. He's going to be like, I agree with you, but fuck you. You yeah, deserve to die, like, too. He's not going to like you. Yeah. What are you? Everybody. It's just him trying to get the people like. He just seems like he's a trying to get loser. clicks. It's the same way with everything. It's the same way with like, you know, uh, news, Internet publications like Salon and Jezebel. It's clickbait. It's like if I get if I say something so outrageous, it's the the advent of that fucking headline. That's like this and this happens. and You'll never yeah. guess what happened next. It's to try to get people to click on the thing. And that's all he is. He trolls people to then get either speaking engagements or the book deal that got pulled from him. He's going to get another book deal, though. You don't think there's going to be somebody. He was like, yeah, well, let's give this I guy a book deal. online. I can't remember who said it, but he could just uh, sell his book himself. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I bet the guy hasn't written a book. He seems like he just likes saying a few sentences and moving on. It doesn't. He doesn't seem like a guy. Have who you ever tried to write a book? It's very hard. I've tried to write a book. I've never tried. I have. I got like two pages in, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Does that really horrible. count? Like trying to write a book? Two yeah, pages? but it's enough. It's enough that I know it's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I relate to Milo in the sense that he's someone that just likes to say outrageous things and not do much more work yeah yeah that's what being a comedian is a lot of the time like we just craft our little things like i he's i don't think he's funny or right but i have like a common empathy with the guy on that level yeah yeah and i know that a person like that is not good at writing a book yeah like yeah he doesn't seem like he'd be very good at it even if you get a ghostwriter i guess and it's a book all about you maybe his megalomania would play into the that like oh i'm gonna tell my story yeah probably some ghostwriters in there and you know that kind of shit but uh he does seem like he he probably thinks he's hot enough shit to write a book so he try anyway but uh, i really hope he uh i think if he has a book he can just sell it himself and make sell a million copies yeah, he, he's definitely at a level where he could self-publish and people yeah. would buy his book you know uh, i mean there, there are people publishing ann coulter's books there's going to be people to publish milo's book yeah who are those people just go with the ann coulter people yeah yeah just like oh, if uh, there's people to publish ann coulter they can't be like we're gonna publish well milo. in order to do that the people who do that it's a room full of people in black hoods and there's <laughs> skulls on sticks and you have to like give them a blood offering of some kind oh there was something i was gonna say earlier because we talked about the inauguration and that came up i feel like there's probably a second part of the inauguration where Trump was taken into a room full of bankers and all the bankers had hoods on. He just had to suck 20 dicks in a row. <laughs> and then they were like, you work for us now. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like puking cum into a bucket. <laughs> and he was like, okay, I, I yeah, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know this was part of the job. <laughs> I didn't. All right. That's why he has that sad look Would in his face. Would you have made Bernie do this? <laughs> <laughs> and Bernie takes off. I, I'm one of the guys in the hoods. <laughs> um, all right, Bobby. Thanks for coming on, man. This has been great. Uh, anything you want to plug? This will air Monday, so I mean, if you share this in the UK, um, people listen. You know, you got some stuff coming up there. I, I want to try to do a tour next year. I don't know if anyone's going to come to that or later in the year. So I uh, just go to my website, bobbymayer.net. Don't go to bobbymayer.com because I forgot to put the hosting duties or fees, and it's now a Japanese porn website. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, they've taken all my fan base. The eight. Uh, so, <laughs> so go to bobbymayer.net and sign up for my mailing list, and I'm going to. When I have a tour planned, I'll then email it out in the next few months. And also hopefully. after that, check out BobbyMare.com. You might find something you like. Uh, yeah, it's a you know, beautiful women. <laughs> a lot of beautiful women. Uh, and that's me. Uh, I, I follow me on Twitter, Nick underscore Beaton. Uh, do you, what, what about you? What are you on Twitter? At Bobby Mayer. At Bobby Mayer. M-A-I-R. 
Uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything to plug uh, quick here. Um, I'll be in Ottawa at the end of April. I'm in Mississauga uh, the second week of March. And then the last week of March, I'm in Hamilton. So you can check me out at any of those places. Uh, keep listening to NeverSleepsNetwork.com for this podcast and lots of other great podcasts. Thanks very much. Thanks again, Bobby. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Bye, everyone. See you, guys. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.